Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to Next Step Leadership Podcast. Uh, Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds once again engaging in dialogue with one another and with friends. Man, happy Thanksgiving, Chris. I cannot believe it's another Thanksgiving. Man, I am grateful to the Lord, and I'm grateful for friends like Chris Maxwell. And we get to do this yes, together, do. which is super special. Well, today is, is I'm always blown away by the guests the Lord brings us. And one uh, special guest today is Warren May. Yeah, a little bit of background on Warren. He works with the Salvation Army. He is uh, an executive editor, but he went to school uh, at uh, Parsons School of Design. He has a master's degree in, from Fordham University in Communications. Um, he's an author. He is a journalist, an editor, a historian. He's our brother in Christ, and we are so pleased to have you as part of Next Step Leadership, Warren. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with both of you guys. It's it's a it's a wonderful day to be celebrating uh, the Lord, uh, give, giving thanks to the Lord uh, for so many things that He has uh, allowed us to enjoy. You know, I always say these days, especially that I thank God for being alive and well, above ground and walking around. Because <laughs> after COVID, you know, there's a lot of folks that uh, not around yeah. to say that. So that that's you know, right, that's, that's my baseline right there. That's where I start. Got you, man. <laughs> good starting place. That's good. Well, yes. well Warren, I'm th- I'm thankful that uh, we've had an opportunity to meet. Uh, we do a lot of work in the writing industry together, uh, and I can still remember in in Colorado Springs as I was having breakfast uh, by myself and just kind of enjoying the breakfast and the scenery, looking at the mountains. And as I was leaving, uh, I had a chance to have a conversation with you and your wife. I, I did not know uh, that I would be spending the next few days with you or why you were there. But that first conversation is something that I'm thankful for because it engaged in dialogue. And then we saw each other several times over the next few days. And I just appreciate your kindness, you and your wife. And then when you when I attended the, the session uh, that you that you spoke, I was like, this this is my friend. And uh, even though we, you know, we only met uh, that time and then we've had conversations online since then, I do consider you a friend and I'm thankful for you and in your work and the positive difference you're making through your writing and your speaking. Well, well to that so end, <laughs> Warren, tell us how we, how in the world did we get to be sitting across uh, a few states away, uh, sharing together uh, on on this lovely day, man? Tell us a bit about you and how you got to be doing what you're doing, and how God got you to this point in time. Well, you know, it's a it's an interesting story, and it, it's uh, been coming together uh, since I've reached this ripe old age. And you know, it's looking back when I realize. You know, what were the milestones? What were the uh, dots that have been connected now that I'm able to reflect on my life? And, you know, I have to say that I would say virtually everything that's happened to me, good or bad, you know, has led to where I am today and has enriched what I do today. You know, there's not a story I write or edit or help someone else 
to write or edit that doesn't resonate with me for mm. one reason or another. Yeah. And, you know, I think the Lord orchestrated that and made it possible for me at this particular point in my life. I'm uh, almost close to retirement now. But I can see that uh, it, all, it all worked together for good. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just thank God for that. Well, tell us about some of those origins, man. I would love to hear uh, <laughs> what life was like and how, how you came into the whole uh, idea of writing and write as a, had you become a, a follower of Christ. And the Salvation Army has been a big part of your life. Uh, go there. Well, well, you know, I grew up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio uh, during the tumultuous 1960s. Mm. You know, as a, as a young kid, I heard, read, heard uh, in conversations about the, the horrific assassinations and murders of MLK, RFK, JFK. In the midst of Cleveland, there were the urban riots that happened, and I witnessed that personally. Um, and that was also during the time of the nuclear threat of Russia. You know? We right. had to hide under our desks, and that was supposed to protect us from a nuclear uh, explosion. <laughs> We were kids. What, what do we know? About yeah. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there were a lot of things going on uh, in in the world uh, and uh, in in America, and and I was also witness. I was also able to witness the election of Carl B. Stokes, who was the first uh, African American mayor of a major uh, city. You know, I remember going out on the street and. Helping people sign petitions and things like that for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost the first election, but only by a slim percentage. And I thought, if I had just gone to that one more building and canvassed that one more building and got another uh, list of uh, names signed, <laughs> he probably would be there today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it just resonated with me. Um, my dad, he was a World War II uh, vet officer and. Uh, and the Red Ball Express, which was a, a trucking outfit in Europe that uh, is now memorialized at the African American History Museum and, and at Smithsonian, and I can get to, got a chance to go there and see uh, a, a display uh, from his unit. But even before wow. that, you know, I had in my hands notebooks, maps of France, and uh, the routes that they used to take, the assignments that they. Uh, received the, um, the the items that they had to carry in their trucks, and he he gave that all to me, you know, to hold on to, uh, as well as a script from the Tommy Dorsey Hour, where mm, he had a singing on. group. Yeah, I'm talking to you about a time <laughs> when he was on stage with Frank Sinatra and his mm. five tones were on stage together. So, mm. you know. Those are those are great memories. Um, we had a, a small community. Uh, I remember living on Eighty Third Street, and you know my whole world was on Eighty Third Street. You know, uh, we were able to just go to school right across the street. The crossing guard was also the lady who ran the candy store down the street, and you know who was also played the organ at the church. And it was that kind of uh, environment. Uh, and so I, I, I had a lot of rich experiences uh, when I was a young kid. Good experiences and, and bad experiences. Yeah. 
But, you know, the mm-hmm. bad experiences weren't so bad after all, you know, when I think about it. Um, and it took a long time before the after all uh, sounded good. Um, but I remember my first experience as a, as a serious writer, you know, came when uh, I had this really traumatic experience. This is my first time ever witnessing a mass shooting. And guess what? I was the first person to get the gun pointed at him. Mm. If, you know, my, my friend and I, we were just kids <clears throat> in a backyard down the street from where I lived. And old Papa Rick, you know, we used to joke about how eccentric he was. You know, he used to dress in his coveralls and plaid shirt and, you know, get out there in the yard and say crazy things. And, you know, we as little kids, we used to, you know, make jokes about him. But one day he came walking down the the, the road that uh, kind of separated the service road, separated the two blocks. And I, I didn't know why my friend was so upset. But he looked up, we're, we're build, building a little go-kart out of a crate uh, of two-by-fours, you know. And he looked up and looked up past me with this horrible, horrific look on his face. And uh, I turned around and I saw Papa Rick standing there. And at the time, I didn't understand what he was holding in his hand. But then when I looked at it carefully, I realized I was looking down the barrel of a twenty-two caliber mm. rifle. And it was aimed directly between my eyes at my in my face. And I don't know where this guy came from, but he just... He must have been with uh, Papa Ricks at the time. He came over and tapped him on the shoulder, and he said, you know, he's not one of them. And he said, I think they're over there. And he turned the rifle away from me and my friend, aimed it at these other kids, and just started shooting. And I remember the kids just scattered. And I got up, and my friend, we got up, and we just started running for our lives. I never ran so fast. I thought my feet just mm. stopped touching mm. the ground. And I ran. And when I got to my friend's house, ran upstairs to his mom, and she saw us come in huffing and puffing. And she said, what's the matter? And I just could not get, I was so, I couldn't breathe. I just could mm. not get the words out. And when I went back downstairs, I could see that he, had, uh, Papa Rick's had gone and one of the boys who he shot was lying there on the ground. He said, Warren, I think I'm, I'm, I'm dying. And uh, before he got to the hospital, that's exactly what happened to him. And that was like a traumatic experience. I, I couldn't get over it for at least two years initially because I couldn't, I couldn't really put two sentences together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I met, uh, Chris, when at the end of my workshop, when I said, yeah. you know, here I am standing before all these people talking about communication, when there was a time when I couldn't get utter a word, uh, a coherent mm-hmm. sentence, and I was in shock, really. And and it took a while for for me to be able to, to get uh, to the point where I could really articulate what had happened, and it took years, really. But I remember a neighbor. He said, "Warren, if you can't if you can't say it, write it down." And if you can't if you can't write it down, draw a picture. And so that's what I started doing. I started writing everything. Like, could you pass the jelly across the table? It started with that. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd go to school and I'd just start writing things out because, I, you know, I, I just couldn't articulate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, if you can't write it, draw a picture. And so I draw, started drawing, you know, and mm. I'd, I would go to the park, I'd uh, do watercolors, I'd, I'd draw my friends, and I started writing little stories, and I started illustrating and writing comic books for my friends. And I would sell them to the, my friends at school. And they said, <laughs> when are you coming out with my next comic book? And uh, mm-hmm. I'd say, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. And that's how my interest in writing got started. Mm. And my voice finally came back to me. Um, but I continued to write. I continued to draw. Mm. And ended up going to Parsons School of Design, you know, mm. a premier design school in the world on full scholarship. I had a goal to write a book one day, and now I've mm. written several. Yeah. And so, you know, it all came together. God made what was meant for, for evil. He turned right. it into good. Amen. And so whenever I write a story about somebody, you know, whenever I, I read an, and edit a story about someone's testimony, it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Because I know, you know, we go through these experiences for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's not just for... for it's something that we can say I was a victim of. Right. No, there's, there's a reason why that happened to you. Because now you have credibility. You have cred, street cred. <laughs> That's say. right. Yeah. You know, this is something that you can speak about that is genuinely your experience. Mm-hmm. And when you, mm-hmm. when, you, when you approach folks from that platform, I think they listen because I think they believe you. And mm. when you're believed, and when, and when you actually learn how to listen, and they know that you're hearing them, man, the communication level is just astounding what can happen when you reach that point in time. So, and, yeah. And you have, you have reached that, in my opinion, uh, the stories that you write, the conversations that I have with you, just listening now to you telling this story. Uh, so many of us have been hurt in a variety of ways, and there's just a, a lot of hurt in today's culture. And um, But but as, as you were describing it, you have allowed that hurt to become a part of your story, but you're not hateful about it. You, you're just like always kind. <laughs> Again, going back to that, the first time we met, and we just smiled yes. and laughed together, we... We did not know each other, but it was like we did know each other. Yes. And, and, and through yes. your writing and, and your leadership, uh, you're able to take hurt and then share it with love instead of hate. How, how do you do that, though? How can you help each of us become people who are more willing to, to show love in the middle of this season of conflict and hate? Mm. Well, you know, during the workshop... That I did. I, one of the things I tried to stress was the conversation that precedes um, good writing or mm. good editing. When you can learn to listen, and one of the things my dad always said to me the greatest asset a man or woman can ever possess is the ability to listen and mm. to understand 
And I think he learned that in the trenches in France in World War II. You know, that war came back home with him, and it was, in, it was part of his life and his heart. Mm-hmm. And although I wasn't there, I feel like I've, I've been there <laughs> because yeah, of yeah. the experience that he brought back. And I knew it was informed by, his life was informed by that experience. And uh, that ability to listen and understand is so critical. Uh, and, and that conversation that you have with people, uh, and we have meetings at work, and they're more than just meetings. They're, they're those conversations where gems of, of understanding and revelation happen mm-hmm. that makes editing crystal clear eventually when you know what the real story is, when you know what you're really driving at, when you know what God is really calling you to do here, when God has revealed to you the underlying story mm-hmm. that makes the superficial story make sense. Yeah. And it all comes from conversation. And we have lively conversations in our meetings. And I look forward to them because, you know, these are, these are young people that uh, are on staff who are, are souls that are in development. And, you know, beyond their expertise as writers or designers or illustrators or uh, editors, there's a soul, there's a person there, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a ministry that's coming out of this person. That, and, and when we write these stories, it's ministry. That's right. You know? It's, you know, we're trying to convey the message of God you know, to people for such a time as this, and to do it in such a way that we are above the fray, above the den of all the hoopla that's going on on the internet and social media and the news, you know, what is the essence of the story? What, do, what does God want people to know, understand about these, this person or persons who are writing about that uh, transcends uh, the mundane or even the confusion or the controversy that may be surrounding them? Mm-hmm. Getting to the heart of that, you know, is I think the goal that uh, we try to accomplish each time we publish a magazine, each time we post a social media story, you know, to tell that other side of the story that you're not going to get on MSNBC, Fox, CNN, or, or whether, whatever network that might be giving you, you know, a couple of sound bites before the next series of commercials. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know? I, I, I hear in you, Warren, uh, a testimony to the faithfulness of God, how he, yeah. uh, he doesn't waste pain. He uses our pain to change us into the kind of people in a redemptive way. Uh, yes. You could have made choices to, to allow that to, to paralyze your life way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, God used that story that you're able to tell that now in a gripping way. I mean, I was just captivated hearing, horrified, actually. Uh, but you tell that now with such grace and passion in the love of Jesus has used that countless times to impact people for the gospel. And that's a beautiful thing, Warren. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Sure. Well, so good. And, and Warren, we'll have you on again in our next episode because we want to continue this conversation and, and learn from you uh, and just hear more of your story. So thanks again, and we'll have you back in our next episode as we're just trying to Learn to find peace in the middle of the pain and the questions and the uncertainty so that there are ways that we make our next steps our best steps. 
Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.